Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 through 8. God, I feel, I feel his presence here today. I feel the spirit of God in this building. I feel like we're supposed to give him some love right now. Just, just tell him thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And after six days, Jesus took, taketh. This is out of the King James today. Most of the time we read out of the New King James or the possibly NLT, but today is out of the King James. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transformed before them. And his face did shine as the sun and his remnant, remnant, was, remnant was white as light, as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, uh, which was Elijah, and and talking with him. And then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, and then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their knees and their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save only Jesus. They saw no one. What's really intriguing about this scripture is, is the fact that, that Jesus, he was, he was transformed, but not only was he transformed, he was validated by the voice of his father. And the voice of God, the voice of his father came in and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He, he makes me happy. He's obedient to me. He's, I'm pleased with him. And because of that obedience and because of him being a good son, I think in order to sometimes be a, a good father, you have to know what it means to be a good son. I do. I, I think the concept is still the same for leadership. If you want to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower. And so Jesus gets validation from his father. and The voice from heaven just speaks and says, this is my son. There's power when your father is there. I want to talk about this concept during this series about the power of just being there. The power of just being there. Now, bless the service today again. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the service. We thank you for the word. God, we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for being here today, God. Without you being here, we couldn't have church or we couldn't have worship. We couldn't do a thing. But, Lord, because you show up, everything works out for good. 
we're refreshed, we're encouraged, we're enlightened. Now bless the word in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Turn to somebody and tell them it's a blessing just to have you here. It's such a blessing to have you here. And after that, you can sit down. Please be seated, and you can start your timers. Yesterday, um, yesterday we, um, we wanted to try to experiment. We're fixing to, to go on vacation just for about, you know, a few days, 10 days. That's not a few, 10 days. Feels like a few. And uh, next week we'll have Alex Suber here preaching for you guys. It's going to be a great service. You need to come. You need to come and, and support him and support your church. And so, you know, I thought, you know, we're going to be going with family. And, and, and so I, I, want to, I want to kind of experiment. We need to learn how to make some good hamburgers. But not just those real thin hamburgers, those thick burgers. So I got my youngest boy, Joshua. We were, yesterday we tried doing something different. So I got this little device called a sous vide. It's where you cook in a vacuum-locked bag. And you put the meat inside of there, and you put it in the water, and the water holds its temperature, and it cooks it at a steady pace. And I thought, I'm going to try this thing. So we went through the process of trying to do that. Because those burgers are hard to get when you try to place some big burgers up there on the grill and try to cook them all the way through without burning them. Maybe you know the secret. I don't. I know some of you do know the secret, but I haven't learned it yet, so I tried cheating. So I had my son with me. I said, son, today you are going to learn how to cook burgers. Get off your computer. Get off your game. Come with me. So he stood by my side, and we walked through. We smoked the meat. We learned how to do that, showed him what kind to pick out, let him do the research on, on what kind is the best meat, uh, a wood to use for smoking hamburgers, and he picked out mesquite, and we found some mesquite. We put it in there, and we started smoking them for an hour, then we took them out, put them in the bath for an hour, and we took them out, seasoned them a little bit one more time, and put them on the cast iron skillet, put that crisp on them real quick, and, and we made burgers. And I said, son, this is the best burger in the world because we made it. It's ready to make the, it, we're ready to do it. I didn't think nothing of it. I got to teach my, my boy how to do some things, right? I taught all my kids how to do that, just like any of you would. So this morning, I woke up this morning, and, and I was greeted with a card and some foo-foo. And this card was there, and all my kids signed it. So apparently, they signed it last night because on the very bottom, my youngest boy wrote on there, and he said, Dad, thank you for showing me how to make hamburgers. I love you. <laughs> And I, thought, and I thought to myself, you know, what a simple act of just being there. How far it goes and how much it means to children. When, it, when a father is there, it makes a huge difference. And so that's what's so unique about this portion of Scripture is that the father found it so important to make it his presence relevant by speaking through a cloud to let everyone know that the father was there for the son. In America, we have a big epidemic right now of missing fathers, huge epidemic. And there's power of a father being there, and, and anybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a daddy. So it's not in your title that makes you special. It's really in your person. 
Never judge a man by the clothes he wears, his hairstyle, his car, his house, or his titles. But look at a man sometimes and see what his response is to negative reports. Look at a man sometimes and see where he stands in moments that require integrity. Know his response to fiery trials, even if he does get burned. Recognize and see if he'll take the easy road when there's a tough decision to be made just to avoid conflict. Can he handle not being popular? Because what a man has on the inside will always make the changes outside of his person. What a man or what a father is, what he does, makes the greatest impact when it comes from the heart, with the heart of love, a heart of caring, a heart of sharing. So the depths of his, also his thoughts, and the depths of his imagination, what he meditates on, it's all relevant to what comes out of his mouth. And so Jesus said that, you know, it's not what you put into your mouth that makes you dirty. It's what comes out of your mouth. And so then we judge a man or any person really by what comes out of their mouth. And out of the resources of that, that well of life where the heart is, the spirit man, it's where you can tell by not many words, but by the few that are chosen by a man. When a father speaks and he speaks and opens his mouth, people look to him for wisdom. People look for, to him for direction. People look at us for that one moment of clarity. And based on your thought process and your depths of meditation and, and, and gurgitation, if you will, because sometimes you got to take it in to get it, and then sometimes it takes a while for it to come out again. I mean... For lack of better expression, what you do take in to your eyes, to your ears, will come out of your mouth. And what comes out of your mouth will make a difference in the lives of your family, your children, and your world. Men carry power. People, as the sons of God, as, as God's children, you carry power. And what you say and what you do matters. Your opinions aren't just opinions. And some of our lives, what you have to say is Bible. But the only reason, the only reason why anybody would care about what you say is because they know that you care about them. Someone said it like this. I believe it was John Maxwell who said, People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And so it matters. And it makes a huge difference. So we call that having substance. When a person has substance, that means they have something inside of value, something that will carry weight. When Jesus spoke, he didn't have a lot of words and he didn't jumble them all up. Jesus spoke few words, but when he opened up his mouth, something happened. 
And what did he say to us about where those words came from? He said, my words are not my own, but they come from my who? Father. Look at John the Baptist when he baptized Jesus and, and, and the Lord came in. And when the Lord came into that baptismal water and he came out of the water, again, the voice of God came out of the sky and said, this is my son. He didn't have to say a whole lot, but coming from God, it meant the whole world. So it's not who's saying what. It's the right person saying it. It's not whoever says it. It's who really says it that carries weight and value and has that authority and that love. A person who has that substance. It's someone who carries substance. A lot of people have opinions. But there are certain people in my life that I've allowed in my life, when they talk, I listen right away. I listen to everybody, but if I had to choose among voices, I will only choose among a few. And that is the people that I know love and care about me. The people who in my life mean something to me, have been there for me. Your children, our children, will only give attention to those who paid them attention. And in this scripture, there's so much more to talk about it. But, but Jesus didn't just call God his father. He also, and it's also recorded that he called him Abba Father. Abba Father was a term. Abba meaning that it's the same language as father. It's another way of saying it. And father. So he called him in this, Mark chapter 14, verse 36. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you because he's seen it. He experienced it. He said, but take this cup. This was in a trying moment in his life. He didn't go to anyone else, but he went to his father. And he said, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. In other words, whatever decision you make, I'm going to trust because you have my best interest at heart. And this scripture right here, when he called him Abba Father, he was calling him Daddy. The translation of this Abba, it means Daddy. So whatever the external manif manifestations were, the baptism of Jesus Christ in the River Jordan was an awesome personal experience. And the one who showed, showed up and validated him was the one who loved him the most and was there for him all the time. Just being there, Dad, makes the difference. Just being there. Not having the right words, it doesn't matter, but just being there. I asked my wife yesterday, the day before yesterday, or I said, tell me about your dad. What is the most memorable moment in your life about your father? And she said, it was when we, what do you remember about your dad? She goes, it was when we had baseball games. Now, you have to have known my wife's dad. He didn't like being around people. He didn't like being in public. So what he would do during the baseball games, he would go on the outer fence on the other side, park his car, 
and stay right there and watch him play. She said, but he wouldn't sit with everybody, but we knew he was there. And I thought to myself, that's just like God. But you see, God's everywhere, but we can't see him, but I know he's there. And that one feeling of just knowing he's there gives us confidence, reassurance. So I don't believe that every dad has to have the right word. I just think you need to be there. And so the heavens split open and the spirit began to ascend to validate him as well. Like a dove, it descended upon Jesus. The father speaks to him with words that were tender out of love. And that lifelong response that Jesus finally had for him that we record in in Mark when he's in in the garden of Gethsemane, he finally comes out with an intimate expression towards his father and says, Daddy. In his most troubling moment, he calls him Daddy. When, when my kids call me Daddy, they call me Dad now, right? It's cool to call me Dad. Hey, Dad, what's up, Dad? Hey, Dad. When my kids call me Daddy, I got to tell you, my heart melts. I'll do anything. Now don't, don't take that information and manipulate me. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not dumb either, but I'm saying... Um, I've had moments in my life where my kids were in trouble. One time somebody tried to assault my daughter and they caught the man. He tried to kidnap her. And he was at the college. And, 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 and I'll never forget that phone call, that phone call I got from her. And I was at Walmart. I was picking up supplies for church. And I got this phone call in the afternoon, and a man had stalked her, and a man was following her. And he followed her to the parking lot, and he tried to grab her and take her with him and put put her in the truck. And she fought, and she called on the name of Jesus, and God released, and God delivered her. And And we thank God for that. But I got a phone call shortly after that, and it was Haley, and I, I, saw, I saw that phone call. And as soon as she got on the, I got on the phone, I, could, I said, hello. She goes, Daddy. And she didn't say anything else. And I knew, where are you at? And we booked it, got straight to there and took care. Daddy, we call on our Heavenly Father. At times of need, we honor him as our father and we, we, we recognize that authority that's there. But when you call him daddy, you're only able to truly call him father based on the lifelong experiences that you have had up to this moment in time and reflect back on the goodness of God and realize that you and I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for our heavenly father and know how many times he's forgiven you and I 
And how many times, you know, we, we don't deserve the goodness of God in our life or the blessings of God in our life, but our Heavenly Father came in and, and, and rescued us and delivered us and gifted us with grace. And so in those moments of experience of just simply Him being there, how many of you just appreciate the presence of God in your life? Just the presence of God. There's power in his presence, and there's power in just being there. And the fact that he's been there all the time, you evolve into this intimate relationship where you finally begin to call him Daddy. Abba, Father, Daddy. I know you care about me. I know that you love me because you have never left me. You have never forsaken me. You told me you would always be there. You've comforted me before in the past. I had no one to cry to. I had no one to talk to. But you have always been there. And the accumulation of that dependency and that love has evolved into what we call daddy. Daddy. Maybe you don't have a father, but you do have a father. And you do have a daddy. Maybe your kids are older and you feel like you had, maybe you didn't measure up or maybe you didn't feel like you could. It's never too late to be a daddy. It's never too late to be a daddy. Just being there. Just being there. Daddies, and you're in this house here today. It's probably one of the most strategic and, and most, most significant moves and experiences you can ever have with your family is being here in the house of God. So influential. And you don't have to say anything. You may be recluse. You may even be quiet. You may, it doesn't matter, but you're here. But you're here, and you're leaving an impression on your children, your grandchildren. Now, now let me tell you this. Even if they aren't here, they know you're in church right now, and in their mind, they can just imagine it. And they're going to have to wonder, where's daddy at? Daddy's in the house of God today. I can't tell you how far that goes in a child's mind. I can't tell you what an impression that leaves in a child's mind. They know that every Sunday, daddy's going to be in the house of God. Mama's going to be in the house of God because that's who they are. It brings a sense of safety and security and respect and honor. Somebody praise him because God's enabled us to do this. Without God gracing us, we wouldn't be able to grace this church. It just, it's not it. So here's point number one, and the only point I'm leaving today is this. Children want an experience, not a title. Let me clarify that for you. Children want a daddy, not just a father. Because anybody can carry the title of father. You can even use it indirectly towards a certain uh, uh, just a, 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 an evolution of, of actions, of fathering. America has fathered so many other countries and adopted them. Companies father other corporations, daughter works, churches father. So a person can become a father just by title, but not everybody's a daddy. Children want an experience. No matter how old your child is, they still want an experience. It's never too late to give them that experience. And just being there makes all the difference in the world. 
because you can also be there without being there physically. Am I right about that? Because, listen, we aren't experiencing the embodiment of the flesh of Jesus Christ and, and God's persona to the earth, but we are feeling his presence through Christ. And because we feel him, we know he's here, but we know he's not here at the same time. That's the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness, according to Paul, was great is its mystery. God was manifest in flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the world and to the Gentiles, believed on, received up into glory. All of those things from the omnipresence of God, but yet he's still there. You can't make it, but the phone call comes in, I'm still there with you. I got a letter from daddy today. I got an email from daddy today. He's not here, but he's still here. And I'm going to tell you, the prayers of a daddy carry authority. I'm going to make a statement, and I'm going to say this because we never talk about it uh, in the church world. We, we, moms, are, moms carry powerful prayers because they have learned how to engage and that intimate moment with Christ, and they have learned to put their emotion into it and their faith into it and their love into it. But I'm going to tell you, the prayers of a, of a daddy are just as powerful and carry a different weight of authority because when a daddy steps on the scene, when a daddy starts speaking in prayer, when a daddy starts making declarations, when a daddy starts speaking over his house and over his family, when a daddy is anointed by God, walking in the, for, in the authority of God, walking in the love of God, walking in the spirit, I'm going to tell you something. Watch out, devil, because when daddy gets anointed, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. And my daddy doesn't have to be here present. He can pray from where he's at, and things will move and things will shift because our heavenly father, our big daddy, is over there while he's right there. It's influence. It's influence. So before any of us could be good fathers, we have to experience the goodness of our father. And so children who are loved Children who are loved become good fathers. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 and 16 says it like this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. So what validates that authority in your life? It's the fact that you have been called to be a child. You are a child of God first. And for you to have the heart to say Abba or Daddy comes from experience of spending time with him, even if you know what it is to have a daddy. You can validate that expression by putting your faith and your trust in him. And trust me, the most powerful thing you can do is call on the name of Jesus. But when you have a son, a heart of a son, who cries out from the expression out to your heavenly father with a daddy, 
expression. When you can be moved, when your children call you daddy, how much more will your heavenly father be moved when you call him daddy? I want you to think about this for a moment because we don't make the relation. Where do you think we got that inherited compassion and love from? We got it from our heavenly father. We're made in the image of God. And the only reason we can respond to that is because he put that inside of us. Well, that came from him. He feels the same way. He feels the same way. He loves you so much. He's not going to leave you destitute. He's not going to leave you lonely. He's not going to leave you by yourself. He's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you falter. He's not going to let you fall behind. He's going to keep up with you. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He is going to elevate you. He is going to promote you. He is going to bless you. He is going to be a good daddy to you. I don't know of one daddy that would let their children live in poverty. Am I right? I don't know of one daddy that would let their child go unprotected. I don't know of one daddy that wouldn't meet the needs of their child. I, I, I don't know of one dad when he has it in his hand to bless that withholds it from giving to his children. So your heavenly father said, oh, ye of little faith, if the earth is here and gone tomorrow and I clothe it, if the birds, if I provide for them, even, even the raiment of the earth with all the flower and all of its pomp and glory was greater than that of Solomon, how much more shall ye of little faith will your heavenly Father provide you for things that you need? Would a dad, he also said, would, would a son, when he asks his father for bread, would the father, would his daddy give him a stone? If a son asks, asks his daddy for a fish, would he give him a serpent or a snake? No, your father will give good gifts to you when you ask him. And then he concludes and says, and it is your Father's will to give every one of you the Holy Spirit. The empowerment and the grace of God to see you through. From where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord, your daddy, your heavenly Father, the maker of heaven and earth. That's your daddy. That's your daddy. I didn't have a daddy growing up, but I had a big brother. And I was younger. My brother was huge. My brother was big. I mean, not panzón. <laughs> that about, I hope I, man, you know, I say some Spanish things sometimes, and I think in my mind, in the deep back recesses of my mind, I go, I hope I didn't just cuss. <laughs> if I ever say something up here like that, you just got to forgive me. But anyhow, I try my best. Not big, not fat. I mean, like muscular. He was, he was muscular. He had, the, he had a chest. He could put a drink right here on his chest and hold it up. I, was, I mean, he had a back like a, like a stingray. It was weird, you know. He had a weird build. My son tells me, Dad, you got a weird beard, build. You got this weird build on you, Dad. I can't figure it out. You're like a bowling ball. <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, you're too serious about life. I love making fun of myself. Here, here, here's the thing. 
I was so proud to be around my brother when I was younger, a little kid, because he was so big. And I thought, man, this is cool, man. I walked into places. People wouldn't mess with me because my brother. I got into trouble. They wouldn't mess with me because they knew my brothers. I was a little spoiled in that area. Nobody messed with me. But I never, I, I never forgot that feeling either. But now, now that I, I look at it and I think about it, our Heavenly Father is so big and so powerful. And in our minds, we can almost damage our relationship with God because we feel like we fail and mess up and make mistakes that we fall out of that sonship. But can I ask you a question? When your, children's, when your children make mistakes, when they fall, or whatever they do, do you stop and say, I'm no longer your father? You made a mistake, I'm no longer your dad? If anyone's ever said that before, it's ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense because biologically, you are. <laughs> You can say it all that all day long, but the DNA tests say something different. But we have his DNA through his spirit and the blood deposited through mercy that's already in your life. And so don't think for one moment just because I've messed up and hasn't, haven't been consistent or not being there doesn't mean that God has never has ever left you or forsaken you. He has never left. He's always been there. He's waiting for you just to call him Daddy. Look at him like a daddy. And he is the most powerful force, for a lack of better expression. Some people call him the supreme being. We call him Jesus by name. Do the research on that. Philip said, Lord Jesus, show us the Father and it will suffice us. I'll be satisfied. Jesus looked at him and said, have I been long time with you, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How say it then? Show me the Father. In other words, when you see me, you see God because I'm his expressed image of himself in this earth. That means that every time somebody worships me, follows me, obeys me, they're obeying the Father, they're worshiping the Father, and they're being obedient to the Father. So don't get confused by that. What I'm trying to tell you is now you have access to the Father in spirit and in truth. And it's not based on your good merits of your good behavior. It's not based on your good credits that you may have. It's not based on your account and your money in the bank. It's not based on the job you have, the car you drive, the hairstyle you've got. It's not based on the clothes you wear. It is based on the adoption of grace in your life through Jesus Christ. You have power with God. When he's there, everything changes. Everything changes. My word and my word of encouragement today for you is this. Come on, Haley, we're done. That's awesome, man. I heard it. I heard it. Here's what I want to leave you with today. Being a good dad starts with presence, not presence. Well, I can't get to them today. Make a phone call. They don't answer. Leave a message. See, God's going to honor you because you came to honor him today. 
I love seeing dads in church. You want to see your daddy come to church? You want to see children, kids? Because I'm speaking to kids, and there are people here that are in their 50s, 40s. You still have parents, and maybe they're not in church. You want them to come to church? Invite them with the daddy. In other words, say, hey, daddy, will you come to church? Love them. Celebrate them. Honor them. And what you pour into your daddy, he'll want to pour back into you. And every daddy knows the best gift they can give you is just being there. Every daddy knows that. I'm so thankful for his presence today. Will you stand to your feet? Will you lift up your hands? We're not going to call for an altar call today. We're, we're really just going to honor dads and honor our spiritual father. The best thing that God could have ever done for humanity when he was trying to make the connection and link us together back to himself was, was send his only begotten son into the world. And Jesus was going to break the barrier. He was going to rip the veil into two. And he was going to release the grace of God into the earth. And that grace and that mercy was going to come in. And it was going to bridge the gap between people in this world who were called outcasts children that were out of the circle of redemption and God was going to come and save the world and God was going to grace us with mercy and God has now become a father to all not just a God but a father not just a father but a daddy he loves you today will you do this before we before we walk out of here every dad here even every mother every every person here Will you just lift your voice and love him like a daddy and tell him thank you for always being there? Can you give him honor today? Can you just simply honor him today? There's power in just being there, and he's here right now. Tell him thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being a daddy. Thank you for being a great example. Thank you for leading the way for me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for touching me. Thank you, dear God, for every moment I've fallen, you've picked me back up. Thank you for every moment, dear God, that I that I felt alone, you were still there thank you dear God we bless you today now we pray for healing to those that are here today without a father we I pray right now dear God that you give them strength in their spirit that you let your loving presence God overshadow them today touch everyone that's fatherless here today Lord we pray for every father that's here let them carry the love of God in their life let them take it God to a new dimension of expression in their life we thank you dear God for what you're doing today we love you today in Jesus name we pray now everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise come on Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message.